0: Hello my friend and welcome to the Forever Love Podcast. I'm your host and Christ-centered relationship coach Lily Matonguiza, and today I decided to do something a little different. When we are talking about dating and doing it in a Christ-centered way, one of the tools that I encourage my clients and students to use is a dating protocol. It's a very special document that you create based on your relationship with Christ, based on your convictions and what you believe. And this is a special document that helps you make important decisions as you move through the various stages of a relationship. This includes while you are single as a Pringle, while you're with somebody new, while you're moving into an engagement stage, whatever it may be. So I call this a dating protocol because it's a set of rules that you create for yourself. It's not a list of things you should do. It's a list of things that you make decisions about ahead of time that you commit to doing and that you follow through on. This is about creating your own specific boundaries for yourself and really creating trust with yourself and your relationship with God. So I pulled this lesson directly out of Ready for the One, which is my signature course. And you can gain access to this lesson and over 30 other video lessons within Ready for the One. And those are all available to you as part of the Foundations for Love program. So if you're not a member, I highly recommend that you check this out. And if you are a member, I want to hear how you're doing with your dating protocol. I'd love to gain more feedback and hear how you're using it and how it's serving you. But without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and just share this lesson with you directly from the course. And I'd love to know what you think. back. Let's dive into lesson three, creating your dating protocol. In this lesson, you will learn how to write your personal dating protocol, what to include, and why you should plan for genuine pleasure first. So let's talk about why you need a dating protocol. A dating protocol is a tool you create to plan for and honor your God-given desire for marriage. You create it using the mind of Christ and you use it to make important decisions ahead of time. Your protocol will help you be more intentional about what you're doing and why. It can include many different things depending on your personal preferences and convictions. Your protocol is not a list of things you should do. It is a document of what you are committed to so in this program i want you to design a protocol that will benefit you spiritually mentally and emotionally i also ask that you commit to your protocol for at least four weeks before changing it do not deviate from your protocol Create a protocol that is for your highest good and for God's greatest glory, and then commit to following it faithfully. Step one, plan for pleasure. Your brain is wired for pleasure and play. When you are intentional about planning very pleasurable experiences for yourself on a weekly basis, you will be less tempted by false pleasures whether you're enjoying a date with someone else or one on your own, set yourself up for a pleasurable experience. Investigate the things that are truly satisfying for you and be intentional about doing them on a regular basis. In case you need a reminder of what play is, here's a quote that I like. Play empowers people to be flexible thinkers creative, young at heart, and free-spirited. It provides an opportunity for pure enjoyment and doesn't need structure. Play is free-flowing fun that unleashes our imagination. So this could include time with animals, volunteering, finishing a book, crafts, singing, hiking, swimming, exploring, antique shopping, games, challenges, competitions, visiting your favorite locations like libraries, museums, or cafes. You get to decide what is fun and pleasurable to you. And if you haven't been engaging in a lot of this lately, if life has become very rigid and structured, it's time to like remind yourself and, and look for pleasure once more. So be creative, take the time to figure it out, and then go do it. Do not seek pleasure in life from sex outside marriage, food, shopping, or alcohol. These are false pleasures that quickly cause serious damage in our lives. Genuine pleasure has positive side effects, such as growth, development, and discovery. False pleasure has negative side effects, such as debt, disease, obesity, hangovers, and things like that. So avoid the temptation to eliminate one false pleasure and then replace it with another. For example, giving up alcohol and then eating cupcakes until you're sick. Step two, eliminate false pleasure. Sin and false pleasure complicate our lives and create excess drama inside of relationships. Making a commitment and choosing to be faithful to your marriage ahead of time requires effort in the beginning, but it is so worth it and it gets so much easier in the long run. And here's the thing. The desire for false pleasure will never be answered by marriage. If you bring those desires into the marriage, they will be amplified and they will create more drama. But if you can address them now you will be able to establish a relationship that is based on integrity and mutual interests. Creating and following through on a good dating protocol will give you so much freedom. You will have already made the hard decisions ahead of time, and you can spend your date night focused on who is in front of you instead of the chatter in your brain about what you should or shouldn't do. If you need false pleasures to compensate for your day, and those false pleasures are the best part of your day, whether that's food, alcohol, masturbation, or binge-watching Netflix, that should serve as a wake-up call that you need to fix your life, not justify your false pleasures and why they aren't really a sin or a problem. Let's try to remember that Jesus came and died so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. Your life should be so rich and full of the fruit of the Holy Spirit that all sin and false pleasure pale in comparison. That's the work you're doing inside this program. This isn't just about you achieving your God-given desire for marriage. This work will allow you to co-create any God-given desire you have. If you're having any trouble identifying your true pleasures, answer the following question. If I had one week left to live, what activities would I want to spend my time doing? I'm guessing alcohol, binging, masturbation aren't going to be on the list. Notice what's on that list and what isn't. And then be intentional about taking the things from your wish list of what you would do if you only had a week left and incorporate them into your daily life. Step three, what to include in your protocol. Now, I've created a space in the workbook for you to really get into all of these questions, but I'm going to go through them quickly with you now. Remember, this is your dating protocol, and you may choose to change things once you enter the courtship stage of the relationship. For example, some actions may not be appropriate when dating, but fine once you begin courting. Remember, dating is the period between Getting to know somebody and having a conversation where you're actually both intentionally pursuing marriage with each other together. Keep in mind, what does your ideal date night experience look like? And what is for your greatest good and God's highest glory? So question number one, when is your weekly date night? Is it a Thursday? Is it on Saturday? Is it always in the morning, in the evening? You get to decide. I know I said date night, but if you decide you prefer to do morning activities and you would love to date somebody who also likes morning activities, put that into your dating protocol. Two, how long does each date last? I recommend that you keep it within a two-hour window. Your date should have a start and a finish. And it should be approximately two hours. Number three, how many men do you date at one time? Remember, this is not courtship. This is getting to know people. So if you're dating online, if you're dating in real life, you might be talking to two or three people simultaneously. You get to decide ahead of time, am I somebody who dates one person at a time? And remember, dating is different from courtship. I only recommend that you court one person at a time, but I think that it's okay to be more liberal with dating, but you need to decide how many people you date at a time. Number four, where do you want to go for your date? Five, where will you not go on date nights? So make a list of places you're open to, places you're not. Number six, what will you not do with a man you're dating? So, make a list. I will not smoke with a man. I will not kiss the man. I will not do this, that, and the other thing. Make a list of your things, not drinking, not whatever. Think it through and make a plan. What are you not going to do with a man that you're dating? Seven, how do you want to feel about your date night? Do you want to feel anxious? Do you want to feel excited? Do you want to feel self-control? Do you want to feel gentleness? Think about it and decide on purpose how you want to feel. Number eight, what are your deal breakers? I recommend I will not date people who are not fully single. That means people who are still kind of married, going through a divorce, any of those things. They're not single yet. I only date single people but you think about your deal breakers. Maybe men with kids is a deal breaker. Maybe men who smoke are a deal breaker. You decide ahead of time what your deal breakers are. Number nine, what type of outfits or makeup do you wear and why? Do you wear makeup? What kind of outfits do you wear? Short skirts, do you wear long skirts? Do you decide ahead of time? Don't wait until Date night to pick the types of clothing. It doesn't mean you have to pick an outfit. It just means like, I wear this when I date. 10, what else would you like to include on your protocol? So this is your time to really explore your options and decide ahead of time how you want to show up at a date. Step four, plan for success. Here's a list of things I recommend you avoid when you're dating. Nightclubs, alcohol, parties or concerts where the objective is to lose control, vacations, all-day activities, activities where you're in a compromised situation, such as wearing a bathing suit the whole time, late night texting, sexting, nude pics, being out past midnight together, giving him money. This is not a complete list. This is just some ideas of things you want to make sure you know that you're not going to do in your dating protocol and you can add to it all the things that you're not going to do. And I recommend you be very intentional when setting up dates. Don't leave everything up to him and wait to see what happens. And your brain will say, well, that's no fun. You want to be spontaneous and that you want him to take control and plan everything. But... There is so much more freedom when you can be very clear and honest with yourself and your date about what you want to do and then find someone who is excited to do that with you. This is going to require a little extra effort in the beginning, but it will be well worth it in the long run. So for example, I have time for one date each week and I know exactly what I've got planned and I have an opportunity to invite someone to join me and I will have a great time whether I'm with someone or not. So you're going to go on that date with or without someone. So make sure you're planning something you'll enjoy. So notice the difference here. I'm not suggesting that you book Friday night off just in case somebody asks you out. I'm saying you book Friday night off, you plan a date, and you go on the date no matter what, and you use that week to take advantage of opportunities to invite someone to join you if they want to. You're like, hey, I'm planning to go to the art museum. On Friday night? Do you wanna come with me? And you're gonna to go to the art museum. You're not using it as an excuse to invite somebody. You're actually planning to go to the art museum. You're gonna go, you're gonna love it because you picked something that you like and you've created an opportunity to invite someone. Next, I want you to show up for yourself and treat yourself with all the love and goodness that you would expect from someone else. And that means if you want your date to bring you flowers, start buying yourself flowers. If you're going to put on a bunch of makeup and eyelashes for a man, put the same amount of effort into your makeup for yourself. If you're gonna get dressed to the nines for him, do it for you. And if you're going to buy the most expensive food on the menu when he's paying, buy the most expensive food on the menu when you're paying for yourself. When you start showing up for yourself, the way you would for someone else, you quickly see what's genuine and what's not. Treat yourself the way you want to be treated. Speak to yourself in your love language. This is the last time you ever have to worry about dating and this is going to change your life forever. So celebrate and enjoy that truth. Allow yourself to believe that this dating protocol that you've co-created with the inspiration of the Holy Spirit is going to be the thing that lets you achieve your God-given desire for marriage and that it could all happen a lot faster than you think. Allow this to be a testing phase where you are free to play with your options and experiment and see what works and understand what doesn't and why. If you date with the intention of honoring who you are in Christ and the value you have to offer, not just for entertainment or to fulfill a false pleasure, then dating becomes a powerful tool for establishing connection and experiencing growth. So in this lesson you learned how to create your dating protocol, what to include and eliminate, and the importance of prioritizing true pleasure and play. So go and take action now. Remember, watch all the videos in this module before starting your workbook. Then when you've got it downloaded, go through it step-by-step and share what you're learning with the Ready for the One community. I want to help you with this and make sure that you create a dating protocol that truly honors who you are in Christ. In the next lesson, you'll learn what to do with your brain drama and why dating is so hard. Plus, we'll talk about how to handle those false desires. All right, that's it for now. I'll see you in the next lesson. coach Lily Matanguiza and if you would like to join us on this journey go over to Proverbs 2426.com slash love all in lowercase letters please otherwise it doesn't quite work but Proverbs 2426.com slash love to join the foundations for love program. You will get instant access to all of my courses, which include my signature course, Ready for the One, plus the 31-Day Challenge, the Relationship Starter Course, devotionals, meditations, relationship conversation scripts, and questions to help you get started. Um, There's just a ton of material and resources available to you within the Foundations for Love program. I wanted to give you everything you might possibly need on this journey, plus coaching. You will get private one-on-one coaching with me as part of this program. And you can get started today for just $49 per month. And so I want to encourage you head over to Proverbs2426.com slash love and get started because there's a ton of that you can enjoy a Christ-centered and godly marriage, that you can go out and pursue love in a way that is beautiful, healthy, and honors you and your relationship with God. I want to help you make that a reality, and I am here to support you every step of the way. So head over to Proverbs2426.com love and get started today.